1: My heart skips skipping the beach and I'm close enough, so that space
2: between you and me, let's lose it. The no. way you are dancing, and sway into the music, girl, that body and how you move it every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play
3: the country heat playlist. Okay. i think you know what you doing
1: to me, you got my- With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.
3: The APC Podcast here at com, Part of SB Nation Packers talk all of the time. What's up, Packers fans? Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Give us a rating on iTunes. Subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at the APC Pod on Instagram for literally no reason. We are there. We are there forever. Your humble producer, Zach Rapport, here, dialing in from Queens, New York, separated. Separated again by the snow, the uh, free agency, the first wave of free agency is is done, but the fourth wave of New York winter is upon us, and uh, it's a little bit of a blizzard out there today. It is Wednesday, March 21st, I am joined per use these days, remotely, by uh, our own Ben Foldy. Ben, how you doing?
2: I'm all right. If you hear my cat meowing in the background, I apologize. I don't
3: know. No, official APC podcast mascot, Yushka.
2: Yeah, he's hungry.
3: <laughs> he's hungry for uh, football knowledge or some kind of ground chicken? Kibble. Yeah, there you go. Also joining me from across town in, I believe, a new, more spacious apartment in the same building as before, Alex Patakas, How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm locked in my brand new bedroom. You
3: got a door. Ooh. I do. Doors. You guys, you,
2: you guys missed like a clear like moving on up, uh, whatever those things are called, sounder.
3: Mo- um, sounder moment. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The way you actually moved on down, though, right? Did you move downstairs?
1: Uh, yes. I, uh, I moved quite a few floors down, but um, I'll take it for the space. Still moving on up.
3: Those uh, listeners of ours who are not located in New York, this may not resonate with them, but uh, for the New Yorkers, it is a big step in a person's life when they graduate to an apartment that has multiple doors. And you were there.
1: Yes, it's huge. And you basically struck gold if you can get that with a washer and a dryer, which
3: Oh, in, I, uh, in the unit?
1: To do. Oh my oh, yeah. god!
3: You are man. You are living like a king over there.
1: It's like a palace, man.
3: I got to go all the way downstairs and and mingle with the common folk to do my laundry.
1: You could just send it out if you prefer.
3: Oh, come on, man. I'm not Uncle Moneybags over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, we're boring. We're boring people. Uh, a couple things happened this past week since we last got on the old. Uh, fired up the old podcast machine here, so let's get right into it. The Packers let. Morgan Burnett walk in free agency and uh, they were reportedly not really seriously ever in the conversation uh, as the versatile safety signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers, $14.5 million over three years, averaging less than $5 million per year. Alex, this was uh, a lot less than the, uh, the eight some odd million that we'd heard he was seeking. Did it surprise you to see the Packers let him walk out the door for this reasonable of a price tag? Uh,
1: I guess they've done this before, and we've gotten mad before, so I shouldn't really be shocked. Um, But I still kind of am, just given the state of their secondary. Um, We also don't know exactly what kind of scheme they're going to be running. Um, I think it's safe to say that uh, it might not look the way it looked last year where Morgan Burnett was functioning as a linebacker at times and this, that, and the other. But um I'm I'm a little disappointed, I gotta be honest. Like I, I feel like that's a guy who built up a lot of clout uh within the team who has made a, a good deal of plays, has seemingly like gotten better almost every year and clearly had a great amount of value to this defense and you know what like if if they're going to be such a disaster at corner which as it stands right now they are i would rather feel really good about the fact that they have three to four really passable safeties um and now we kind of don't know that and we don't know what josh jones is going to be exactly either um so it's unsettling for a position group that's already bad to to be getting worse um when it seems like the price tag to keep him was was very low
3: Yeah. Ben, what about you? I know that you had expressed anxiety last week on the show about sort of the evaporating secondary depth and the cover just got a little bit sparser. So how does this sit with you?
2: Um, I don't love it. I mean, at that cap hit, I don't see a reason not to, not to sign, but I, it does. I mean, I guess it makes sense if they're really confident in Josh Jones. I hope, I hope that's the case. Um, I, uh, I mean, I'm like I'm so switched over to draft mode that every time they let somebody walk, I'm just like, oh, we have to spend even higher draft capital on that position than I wanted to. So, I mean, right now I'm like, okay, if they stay at 14 and say Derwin, Derwin James, and and one of the you know top two corners is on the board, like who do they take? Like what hole do they fix first? Um, and in the past, I mean, I think that they were not. You know, the Packers are not a, a uh, draft for need kind of team but uh, I guess maybe you can draft for need when you have big holes all over your team so um, yeah I don't It's it's. I don't think it's great at the moment um, but it does seem like there is a plan I just have no idea what that plan is um, so I mean I, I'm happy to see more Kentrell Bryce I, I think that'll be fun for everybody
3: Yeah, I think um, that this move sort of indicates some faith in Bryce and some faith in Jones and Alex, like you you alluded to. We don't really yet know, or maybe we do know. I mean, uh, as far as uh, the new D coordinator, Petten, coming in and and implementing his scheme and finding guys that fit fit his scheme, maybe this is an indication that this is just a player that was not going to work out.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a chance that Petten came in and, did a little self-scouting and thought to himself, and I don't know if this is actually true. um, And we'd probably need to ask like one of our, our film guys, but um, that he came in and thought to himself like, okay, I'm, I want true linebackers. I'm I'm not going to like be having these hybrid guys who function as both. And I would rather have two good cover safeties because our corners are trash. And maybe Morgan Burnett doesn't meet that cut. Like, I don't know that Kentrell Bryce or Josh Jones is better than Morgan Burnett in coverage. In fact, I think we saw, like, out of necessity, some Morgan Burnett, like, in the slot last year. Yeah. Um, where it seemed like he fared okay. But, like, again, I, I don't I don't know enough about um, what they intend to do. But I guess make, that's one way, if I'm, like, t- to try to make sense of this, that I could see him coming in being like, you know what? That, that guy's kind of expendable. I need a better cover safety to go alongside Clinton Dix anyway. But who knows? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I don't really know what the the intent is there.
3: Yeah, I think you could also make an argument for, um, you know, Brian Gutekunst, yeah, he is an in-house guy, but every GM, when they sort of take the wheel, kind of, there's, there's this sort of initial churn of talent as they, as they sort of try to put their stamp on the roster, and it could just be indicative of that. But I guess to sort of put a bow on the Burnett things, you know, many fans seem upset, and they feel like Burnett is a big loss but in the end, I mean, he commands less than $5 million a year on the open market. Um, ben, I'll, I'll turn to you first. Did fans and did, frankly, Morgan Burnett himself overestimate his value, or is this more symptomatic of a depressed safety market this year, whatever the reason is for
2: that? I think it's more the latter. Um, I think that the, the Matthew said uh, that Mayhew signing uh, showed that, you know, Safeties are going to get less than everybody thinks, um, and and uh, Honey Badger actually had a tweet about it that was pretty on point. So somebody posted, tend to think uh, Tyron Matthews' uh, deal with the uh, Texans drove the market down for safeties. Morgan Burnett reeled in less than half of his originally estimated nine point eight uh, million market value. And and Matthew retweeted that and wrote, no, not at all. Teams think they can replace safeties because of the, quote, systems they run. Teams want pass rushers and top flight corners. The safety position is becoming a devalued position. So safeties have to literally play lights out to even be valued. Um, so I think that's, like, an interesting take from somebody in the who was presumably somewhat privy to the negotiations themselves yeah. and, you know, to what's going on in NFL locker rooms. Um and uh yeah, <laughs> so I, I think that's an interesting sense that safety itself is kind of not the not the star role
1: it has been in some recent years. Yeah. Uh, how uh, how scary is that that he's sitting there saying that teams want pass rushers and top flight corners, which we knew, but we have neither.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it does it makes you wonder a little about the draft. Um I mean, I mean yeah. it's true also it's true also to think that, you know what we thought were uh, was money that was probably going to go to safeties has ended up going to corners, right? Like, corners have all been going above what everybody thought they would go for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, and, by the way, while we're on the Matthew thing, and I, I don't know that there was ever a real chance. I know that he's a name. But is there any disappointment that, that they didn't consider going down that road? I mean, given age, I think the bump of what Burnett got to what – uh to Ron Matthew got like would have been worth it, presumably.
2: Um oh, totally. I I would have made that deal. I mean I don't know what they see doing with the rest of the contract. Well I guess we'll come to that later in the show, but uh with with the rest of the cap, I mean. Um but yeah, I I it, are you kidding me? I would have been totally excited for for Matthew. But the one thing I will say about that too is that um when you look back at Mike Patton's defenses, I mean yeah you have Darrell Revis, but you don't really have crazy playmakers in the secondary
1: uh um, well, was he was he with the rate i mean he, i know that this is probably more a rex ryan defense and even like a um even pretty him but was i mean ed reed because well, he was part of that raven staff too right that's true i guess but i i just don't but think that's about- like a generational like once in a lifetime talent so- <laughs> and then
2: the, the buffalo the buffalo defenses like he didn't have crazy talent on the back end usually like they were kind of more front end focused with good cover corners. That's one of the reasons I think the Packers might be more interested in Nick Nelson this year than they otherwise would be like they don't they like because I feel like they've really put a priority on on ball hawking in in the uh, under the Dom capers kind of scheme like you know right. it's like oh, okay you can give up a big 25 yard reception but you know come up with an interception when you give a chance. And I feel like they're probably going to move a little bit away from that and, and be more inclined for dudes who can just, you know, cover well and knock down balls. You know, you don't need to make a crazy ball hawking play on it or a gamble or. So we'll see if that's if that. I mean, that's my read right now. I don't know if that's actually what's going to happen.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, we will have plenty of time to get into the draft. And I know that uh, I was working offline with Justice Mosqueda on nailing down a time for him to come on and do a little draft breakdown. And, Ben, I know you had uh, Seeds of Jake. Is that right? Was possibly thinking about coming on. So yeah. uh, word to the listeners. We're working on the draft content. And uh, that is coming soon. Uh, but moving on. Uh, next topic: The details uh, on the Jimmy Graham deal were made public in the last few days, and I think that um, I think that the said details left many fans pleasantly surprised. So, thanks to some cleverness on the part of Russ Ball, Graham's 2018 cap hit is limited to I think just 5.6 million dollars. So, cosmetically, it is a three-year, 30 million dollar deal, uh, deal. But the Packers can wiggle out after just one year. Uh, this reported by Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And uh, um, Ben, I'll start with you here because I think that you were the most vocally opposed to the signing, uh, as well as Jordy Nelson's um, corresponding release. Do you feel any differently in light of how the numbers shake out?
2: Uh, I mean, it's started out to feel better than when you thought that it was going to be an 11 mil cap hit per year. Um, like, yeah, I definitely feel better with a 5.6 cap hit this year. Or 5, yeah, point. 5 five and two thirds essentially cap hit this year. Um, and you know, the ability to walk out after, I think if they, if they bug out after the year or after next season, I think it's 13 overall, something like that. I don't remember what the dead, the dead, how the dead money
3: it's either 11 Uh, or 13. I'm not sure.
2: Yeah. And then I don't, if they get out of it after next year, I don't remember how the dead cap shakes out, but I am a lot better. I'm a lot better with that deal than I was with my worst imaginations. Um, yeah, you know the way it is now. Basically, this season they've traded they've traded Jordy Nelson for um, uh, Wilkerson and and in Graham. And I would take that trade ten days out of ten.
3: Yeah, I think that's a, a good way to look at it. They they get rid of uh, Nelson's contract and use that same amount of space. Basically, have the same cap space to work with while acquiring Jimmy Graham and Mo Wilkerson. Um, Alex, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you look at it uh, like that, like a two for one trade, um, I think there's no way you can really. And it's hard not to like look at Wilkerson when you're talking about um, releasing Jordan Nelson, just given the way that like the numbers matched up. But yeah, I mean, I would take that trade every time. I think they need talented bodies on defense. Um, and I think like we talked about last week, what you lose in Jordy, you, you, you might gain back in Jimmy Graham. It just doesn't feel like an improvement. Um, but that's, you know, there's other ways to improve. There's more free agency left. Um, and there's obviously the draft. So it's not, uh, it's not devastating, but as far as the contract goes, yeah, I'm I'm pretty relieved with the way it, uh, shakes out just given the history of the past few years of free agent tight ends. um, with green bay at least there's a security blanket of like okay if this thing totally fails then we can rid us ourselves of this mess pretty quickly yeah
2: also the uh i mean i think the real moral of this story is you know i think when when russ ball was being talked about as the front runner for the gm position and people were all like oh i don't want him so much that i wish he would leave um i think the moral of all of this is nobody should have wanted russ ball to leave like he is (laughs)
1: he is a, a supreme asset to the team's front office.
3: Shame on you knee jerk Packer fans.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and whatever the coaches and maybe the quarterback's resistance was probably stemmed from the fact, I mean, they were, they were probably looking for a football guy to come in and be really aggressive and that's why, but, um, in order for them to do so, like Russ ball doing his Russ ball thing is pretty necessary. Um, given what he inherited or what uh, Gutekunst inherited from Thompson and all the money they had tied up. So yeah, that's, that's important, man.
3: Yeah. I uh, wanted to take a quick detour on, on Mo Wilkerson because we talked a little bit about him uh, last week, but as I was sort of consuming more football media, more podcasts over the week, I kind of got what I felt were conflicting reports on what, people I trust think is, uh, going to be his relative effectiveness. I don't know. Uh, we didn't talk about this pre-show, so I don't know if you guys have any comments on this or know anything about Mo Wilkerson, but I felt like when I first heard, I was like, oh, this is great. We have this like great presence on the line. And then I heard some people who, uh, who I trust say, eh, maybe he doesn't really have anything to offer. And I don't know if you guys have a feeling on that one way or the other.
1: I mean, I, I don't think it's a guarantee that he's going to come in and be an every-down player. But I also don't think that they're, you know, paying him necessarily like that. I mean, I I kind of, it's he's not the same player. But, like, I look at it, um, and I know he's younger, but, like, I look at it like Julius Peppers. Like, if he come in and be a situational guy who's effective in short spurts, like, I'm all down for that. I'm not expecting him to come in and be some type of hero and, like, the stud on a defensive line because we already have one. Uh, we may even have two and i know that like it's better to have more but um, if he's if he's a package guy or an elephant or whatever we call them now um, that's that's fine i'm cool with that i think he's kind of a step in the same
2: direction we've seen the packers moving with drafting where they for basically they want everybody on the line to be able to get after the quarterback right like there's no run stopping you know black hole eat up two blocks type anymore like you're gonna have to be able to get uh, he, you might not get to the quarterback but you need to be able to get after the quarterback and we definitely see that with kenny clark who i think everybody's expecting to kind of pick up where he left off uh last season uh mike daniels is the same and uh lowry you know like they're they basically have a bunch of interchangeable weapons on the defensive line that can all get after the quarterback um and also stop the run. Like they're they're totally versatile, um, and I think Wilkerson like fits into that mold. Um, I don't I don't like I don't really see a downside. Um, like I don't I don't for that kind of money I don't know what people are expecting um, that they're disappointed. But yeah, I the, the one thing the one thing that I would have uh, I would have maybe even. Um, The one thing I would have potentially um, been interested on top of that is, like, when the Colts cut Jonathan Hankins, I would have considered, like, trying to pick pick him up, too. And I'm not even against them still. Or I think, did he sign already? I don't remember. But, I don't remember seeing him sign. Um, like, I, I think, basically, you can't have enough healthy bodies that are good at, you know, multiple things along your defensive line. And, uh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know what people are upset about this about for.
3: Jonathan Hankins uh for the record is, I believe is currently unsigned.
2: He is unsigned, unsigned it looks like. It looks like the like Washington is close and he has visits to other teams. I don't I feel like if the Packers were one of those teams I would have heard about it.
3: But you know who's Lions. Not, You know who's not unsigned. Breaking news here on the podcast. Christine Michael signs with the Colts.
2: I saw that. <laughs> Oh, man. I was already <laughs> excited about that.
3: The career that will never die. Actually, no, Marshall Newhouse is officially the career that will never die. So who gave him a chance? He signed somewhere. Marshall
2: Newhouse is, like, <laughs> the smartest, funniest football player there is, though, I joke, what I can tell. I, I joke that
3: he must footer. be, like, the best job interviewee in the world.
2: Yeah. But, he. I mean, like, he is, like, actually hilarious and super nice and... Like, I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about him except for his ability to play football. <laughs> except
3: for his
1: ability to play football. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, is is what he does for a living. But uh, Yeah, but I'm, like, he's, totally happy
2: for him to keep getting a paycheck.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm not mad. I, I really don't hold as much against him. Like uh, He's not, you know, he's not one of those guys I think about and, like, automatically I get in, like, a pissed off mood and how terrible he was. I think we were really hard on him. He is one of the, he is in the category of guys that at least once a year, I'm watching like a random Monday night game because I'm addicted to the NFL and you see him and you're like, oh, I cannot believe this. Like Frank Zombo. Frank another.
3: Zombo, yes. Frank, Frank Zombo
1: is the classic. And he's been on the same team for years. And every year I like tune into a random chiefs game and I'm reminded every time, like I can't, believe, this guy has been playing in the same scheme on the same defense, like just getting it done since he left Green Bay, yep. Even though like the I had no idea guy. he still was around. Yeah. Maybe maybe he'll
2: follow he'll follow to uh, Cleveland at some point. I'm surprised they didn't trade for him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And Eric Walden, kind of. But he he when I see him, I get an ad because he's actually kind of productive. <laughs>
4: Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only, void were prohibited.
1: My heart skips skipping the beach and not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. No. The way you're dancing, swaying
2: to the music, girl, that body and how you move it every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country
3: Heat playlist. Okay.
1: With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music
4: app today.
3: All right, guys, finally, um, in the spirit of the Wednesday walkthrough series, which is up every Wednesday at acmepackingcompany.com, I thought we could put our GM hats on here for a second as if that's not what we do for the entirety of every episode. Um, this week's article asked APC writers, what should Packers GM Brian Gutekunst do next? So Alex, the the first wave of free agency has come and gone. The draft is in five weeks, I believe. So what should Gutekunst do now?
1: So, I, I mean, obviously the easy answer would be like, okay, we really need a corner, but I don't have, one guy necessarily that i'm like really into um now you might have to correct me if he ended up signing but i believe alan hearns was in new york today visiting with the jets Ooh. Um, unless the the blizzard prevented that but i know we went uh we went big and we had our hearts set on alan robinson um i would settle for alan hearns as a as a nice little replacement and Number two slash three receiver.
3: That's a sneaky, uh, unexpected answer. I like. Well, that.
1: yeah. I mean, I saw him get released, so presumably he's going to be like pretty. You know, he's going to be like a bargain bin guy that still has upside that isn't terribly old. Um, that you know we've seen succeed a little bit, mm-hmm. especially opposite of a a pretty damn good number one uh like Allen Robinson, which he would be playing with in Green Bay because. Devonte Adams is that. You're up to um, the second
3: uh, up news update. Here is that he did have to cancel a visit to the Jets today, so he went to the Cowboys instead. But he is as of right now 6:39 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, the 21st, unsigned.
1: All right, assist to the Blizzard. Thank you, Blizzard. <laughs> Whatever we're calling it, Toby, or is that the last one? <laughs>
3: uh, oh, I, I have no idea. Actually, there's been so many. Do
1: so they have names? Is sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All nor'easters have names, man. Oh, Lord. weird.
3: Glenn. Glenn the Blizzard.
1: Ah, Glenn. so they don't go in alphabetical order like Hurricanes. Because no, when, I I, when I saw Toby, I was like, holy crap. I just that made video. that
3: up. Glenn is my default, like, made-up name.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're typecasting nor'easters. Gotcha. Yeah,
3: exactly. Um, all right, Ben. What should Brian Gudekunst do now?
2: What should he do, or what will he do? Oh,
3: what should he do? Come on, we're in fantasy land here.
2: I'm okay. I I would kind of like the Packers to kick the tires on Eric Reed um, for a number mm-hmm. of reasons, not least of which I, I want... I, I don't want Eric Reed to be blackballed from the league, um, and I'm worried that he is. I think he's probably one of the most likely candidates to get the Kaepernick treatment. Um, I don't think that the Packers... The way this offseason has been going, I feel like if the Packers were that interested in uh, any of the corners on the market, we would have heard about it by now. It's not like they've been quiet about their plans. Um, so I'm not like, like sure, I think the Packers need corners. I don't see a name on the market that I'm like, oh, they should totally go sign that guy. Um, so that leads me to what I think they might actually be doing, which is working on a big extension for Aaron Rodgers. Like that's the only way this offseason makes sense to me so far. Uh, That was mine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, because otherwise, like, it's like, look, Aaron Rodgers' value is never going to be lower than coming off a busted uh, collarbone for the second time in three years or whatever it is, four years. Um, You know, nobody remembers, you know, it's if, if, if the bar that you have to beat is Kirk Cousins or Drew Brees, I don't remember who actually has the most. I guess Brees took a team friendly deal, so Cousins must have the most. Cousins has more, guaranteed. and
3: it's all guaranteed.
2: Yeah, and so I think basically Rodgers' value will never be lower. Um, the Packers' kind of hand will never be stronger. Um, that said, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is an idiot, like you know, and I don't think anybody else in the league's an idiot either. So I don't think the market is that depressed for him. But I do think that um, that's that's the lo- the logical assumption that I've come to is that they are working on a long-term extension, saving a lot of room for it, and then they will kind of fill in the pieces after that.
3: Yeah, uh, you really uh, took the words out of my mouth there. I don't really have anything to add to that. I think the next logical move in this sort of lull between the beginning of free agency and uh, the draft is to get your quarterback signed to a deal for all of the money, and he will be worth... All of the pennies'll <laughs> it be worth all of it. Just whatever it takes, get them get them signed.
2: Yeah, I mean I, and the other I mean, the other thing I guess I want them to do is like really focus, and this is like something super difficult to see from the outside, but it's like I want them to have like a good they've had a lot of turnover this off season like organizationally as a culture. Um, and I, I hope that they put the work into like really filling that in a meaningful and positive way. I know that sounds like really holistic, but it's like, no, I wanna I wanna know that the Packers front office like they're pointing the right people to the right positions.
3: Yeah, um, I think that's totally valid.
2: And and I think like it's better to start off on a good foot than have to fix things as you go along. Um, and I know I know like Mike McCarthy's probably isn't the safest job in the world right now, but I mean more like the you know, a lot of scouting knowledge went mostly to the Cleveland Browns, but also other places. And uh i really hope that when we have a draft to look at in a couple weeks that you know we see kind of that not all is lost and and there's there's a new there's a new a new uh i don't know a new generation to take over
3: yeah I think that's a good place to leave it as the draft approaches. And we, uh, we look forward with optimistic green and gold goggles. Um, again, we are going to be working on some draft content. Um, hopefully, at Seeds of Jake will be joining us, Justice Mosqueda. We are going to uh, get together behind the scenes, figure all that out, and uh, give you, dear listeners, all of the knowledge. All of the knowledge, Alex. You got any closing thoughts for the listeners?
1: Uh, sure. I, I just we mentioned the Kirk Cousins contract. I don't know if anyone if made this made its way around the internet because I've been pretty unplugged today. Um, I'm just really glad to have more reasons to make fun of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> the latest of which came from uh, his serious SiriusXM NFL Radio interview this week. In which he tried to get the ball rolling on the phrase, you like that.
0: Nah. Oh. His, you like
1: that thing. Uh. If that becomes a thing this year, oh man, that is going to be insufferable. Uh.
3: Oh. Uh, let's pass it over to oh. Ben. Your closing thoughts, other than you hate that.
2: <laughs> um, huh. Uh, my closing thoughts. Um, I don't know if anybody else saw the Deadspin article today about a couple fans who... Uh, are trying to trademark a certain phrase about a certain part of the anatomy of a certain Super Bowl-winning quarterback in the last year, um, but it's oh. a lot better than you bite that. So I uh, <laughs> recommend everybody go read that article.
3: Do some like uh, do some savvy googling, people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Alex. Uh, you you can follow you can follow all of us on Twitter at Ben Foldy, at Alex Patakis, at Zach Rapport. The show is at the APC Pod. Also, again on Instagram for literally no reason, it's a vanity project. I'm seeing how many followers I can get before the start of the season. Uh, thanks again for listening. Give us a rating on iTunes, five star review, and uh, all of that uh, self promotional gobbledygook. We'll uh, we'll see you here in the next couple weeks as we uh, get our draft content figured out. Knowledge to be bestowed down onto you, dear listeners. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Go Pack Go.